you have a question about your home? Call Ken the Contractor. A few weeks ago, you were talking about cat urine, and you had said professionals use white vinegar. Do you know how much you would use of vinegar to water? We built a home 20 years ago and thought we were putting in the best windows at that time, but ever since we've had leaking of air around and under the window. Is there anything we can do? I recently had a water softener installed. Okay. And my daughter now complains that the water doesn't taste as good. Do you have a question? about your home inside or out call ken the contractor hi everybody and welcome to another hour of ken the contractor ken patterson is ken the contractor if you have a question about your home inside or out you can always reach ken at 800-614-2975 that's 800-614-2975 or email your questions to our website that's kenthecontractor.com I know for many of you, especially if you're listening to us in Alabama, South Carolina, you're saying spring is definitely here. You're already dealing with some of the allergies of blooming everything, leaves, plants, flowers, you name it. But for others, this is still a transition time. And I know if you're listening to us out of the Chicago region region in Indiana, in the Dakotas and so forth, you've just been clobbered by snow not too far back. So we really have a transitional period as you move from the north to the southern part of the country and even from east to west. But one thing's certain, that warm weather's coming to absolutely all of us, no matter where you're listening. And when you have that opportunity, I know the first thing you want to do is get out and enjoy some of the sun, some of the warm, and just be able to get outdoors and do some of those things that you look forward to in the spring. The last thing that's on your mind probably is paying much attention to your home, especially in those early warm days. But one of the things I want to remind you about has to do with the winter damage that our homes tend to suffer that we don't often think about. Snow and ice really takes its toll. Some of the high winds that we experience during many of these fronts that come through and downed limbs and other items can have a negative impact on our house, not just on the appearance of the house, not just on the potential to take on water, but specifically It can create areas, openings, damage that allow pests to move in and to nest inside walls and in cavities in our floor space and our attics during the spring months. And that's what I want you to pay attention to. Obviously, the maintenance is extremely important for appearance and to eliminate other potential damage to your home. The National Pest Management Association is constantly advising contractors, developers, builders, condo associations, homeowner groups of things that they suggest we do that, frankly, help minimize their job. Now, yeah, they're out there to sell pest control services to all of us on a regular basis, but I don't think most of them that I work with really want to see a situation that's out of control. They'd much rather provide a service to us or provide the chemicals to us to treat in and around our home that helps to manage and maintain the pest. What they don't want to see is something that just becomes a major problem. What they recognize, just like I do as a builder, is that pests are not just a nuisance to us, and I'm talking everything from ants to mice to rats, you're talking woodpeckers on roof, uh, roaches, squirrels, you name it. These are all pests that get inside different places of our homes. And you can drive them out with chemicals. You can kill certain little critters with chemicals that are, that are legally approved. But what you can't do is always see the damage that they may cause. And these are the reasons... Not so much that you don't want to live with them, and I hope that's the case, but the main reasons you don't want to experience the damage that they can cause. Rodents, for example, whether you look at mice, you look at rats, you look at squirrels, and squirrels are notorious for this, will chew insulation off electrical wires. 
And so if you've got something that has developed over these colder months where the house has been sealed up and you're saying, you know, that light really was working in the fall, it's it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That outlet, maybe it's not doing what it should right now. You may have a problem that's more than what I usually talk about. It may be more than just a bad outlet or a loose connection under a wire nut. It could be damaged because rodents have spent time during these colder months chewing the insulation off these wires, causing an electrical short that is not yet tripping a breaker or perhaps will not trip the breaker. So I want you to pay attention to those type items. There are many of you out there, and I know I've had friends and relatives that have experienced this, especially if you live in a more rural environment, that find snakes have a tendency to move in. They'll get in wall areas if you've got holes and you've got knots that have popped loose on woodwork or you've got uh, access through screens that have been eaten away or rusted or the wind has torn out in your foundation vents or your soffit vents because, yes, they'll get in the attic of your house. And, again, I don't think most of us want to be dealing with this on a regular basis. So I want you to do some things that does not involve a lot of time, but as you're outside in your yard enjoying some of these early spring warm days, I do want you to pay particular attention to areas starting from the top and work your way down. Look at your roof vents. Has, have they been damaged by snow or ice or strong winds? If you have roof turbines, if you have exhaust fans on those roofs, be sure that they are still solidly in place. And also inspect them with a pair of binoculars from the ground. See if the screens, the insect and the rodent screens that are in place to allow air to get in and out of these vents, but not the critters, are still intact because sometimes they are damaged during just a freeze-thaw cycle on our roof. I also want you to take a look at window screens. Check your gutters. You need to be cleaning those gutters not only in the fall to remove the leaves and debris that may be in them, but also in the spring. You don't want water to sit in those gutters. Water that sits there, you may not see it. You may say, well, what's the big deal? Well, you'll find out it's a big deal if you're, you're creating an overabundance of mosquitoes. And all of a sudden, depending on where you live, you're saying, I didn't have this problem last year. It may be that the snow and ice has created a sag in a gutter that's now pocketing water that can't get to the downspout. That's no different than having a tire or a bird bath or anything else in your yard that contains water that's not constantly changed, and it allows for the development of mosquitoes in your area and other insects as well. So those are some very simple things that you can do on just a fairly quick basis. Also, cracks around the house. When we our houses go through the winter months, they tend to shrink. They contract. And yet when you look at uh, the summer months, they expand. There's more moisture in the air. They heat up with the higher temperatures. So between that expansion and contraction, we tend to develop cracks. Sometimes this may be in your mortar joints of your block or your brick. It may be in caulk joints around vents, around windows and doors. It could even be around penetrations and walls where you have wires for telephone, for cable, and so forth. So those are little things that once they're there, we have a tendency to forget about them and never deal with them. So I do want you to pay attention to those. It's time to get the caulking gun out, do something short and simple. It can not only eliminate problems for moisture, but also will help keep a lot of these insects and various other critters out. You certainly don't want insects like bees getting into your wall. Because I've been through this in some commercial properties, folks, where once the queen bee gets in and develops a nest, you hear a wall hum. You have to bring beekeeper in, tear the wall down, uh, the, the sheathing on the outside or the brick or block, in order to get to the inside and remove that queen bee and get the hives out. So these can be extremely expensive problems if you let little things go. So pay attention to those small items. Pay attention to weather stripping around the doors, around your thresholds. They may have been pretty well worn over the course of the winter. And it's time to replace those. 
Again, very little things. You need to pay some attention to it and upgrade. Also, you want to be sure that you're vacuuming those doors and windows. If you've had salt, chemicals, sand, those items in place, what that's going to do if you don't remove those early in the spring, you open and close that door all during the warmer months, the summer and so forth, you're going to wear those neoprene strips and the felt that's around that. You're not going to have the proper weather stripping. So, again, you're going to invite insects. You're also going to reduce your ability to retain cooler air that you're paying for in an air conditioning cycle. All of these things you can do yourself. You don't need a specialist, and it's very easy for you to pay attention to and also very economical to repair any issue that you have. Coming up in just minutes on this edition of Ken the Contractor, this week's edition of One-on-One with Ken the Contractor and also our app of the week. And, of course, Ken will be answering your calls and questions. You can always reach Ken at our contact number, 800-614-2975. Your emails, forward them to kenthecontractor.com. Dot com. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come right back. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Welcome back. Ken Patterson is Ken the Contractor. A house is what you build. A home is what you make. And if you have a question about your home inside or out, you can reach Ken at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. You can reach him anytime with your questions. Also, don't forget, you can email your questions to our website, and that is Ken the Contractor. Dot com. But right now, let's go back to the phone lines once again at 800-614-2975. And got a question from Larry, who joins us right now. Hi, Larry. You're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Okay, I got a question for you. Sure. And that is, I have um, I had a receptacle here a while back, and I plugged something into it, and everything else that was on that circuit shut off, but that would run. Okay. Did it trip a breaker or blow a fuse? No, it didn't trip a breaker because when I unplugged it, then the other thing started. Well, chances are there is a loose wire in that particular outlet. These out, You can put so many outlets on a circuit, and it's not uncommon for them to be fed from outlet to outlet to outlet. In other words, there's not a home run going all the way back to the panel. Okay. So if, if you're uh, qualified you know, as an electrician to do this, you might check it yourself. If not, I'd hire, hire an electrician to come out and just run a service call. You may have a bad outlet and it needs to be replaced, or you may simply have loose wires on that outlet that's feeding beyond that into the balance. Because if you were overloading that circuit uh, with what you had plugged in, you were going to blow a, a fuse or trip a breaker, uh, most likely. Okay, because I changed the um, receptacle itself, okay? Okay. And the wires behind it were burnt the the coating on the back was burnt off about an inch yeah so they had been uh, that had been arcing there had been short created in that there must not have been a good connection in it okay well the receptacle itself was broken okay so, like as in cracked on the side so i but There's a few, it, other than my, a few others in my house that need to be done also. Yeah, and, and again, as our homes age, it's just, the, and especially if you have a commonly used outlet, this is something uh-huh. you're constantly plugging things into and unplugging, that can happen. They will break. Wires can become loose. You just bring up one more item for people to think about if they're having these issues in their home, what they should be looking at, and you've done yourself a favor by taking care of that, and you've solved uh, what could have been a bigger problem later on. Yeah. Okay. So, so well, that was my question. Yes, sir. I, I think you've done the right thing. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Larry, we appreciate it. Don't forget, you can reach Ken anytime at 800-614-2975, or you can post your questions to our website, kenthecontractor.com. You know, electrical issues can be a problem for all of us, and Charlotte writes to us from Madison, Virginia. She has a, a particular issue that involves electrical. It says, I have a double electric wall oven. It's about 17 years old. It said, both ovens heat. They work for baking. 
Uh, last week, my cake was only partially baked uh, in the same time that I've used for years in the lower oven. said, I also have a problem with another baked item. Uh, it's not being ready in the normal time. The oven's heat, but why suddenly are my normal times not working? Well, Charlotte, as all of our appliances age, sometimes there are portions or elements within those that go bad, and it can be literally with an electric oven, it can be one of the heat elements in that. And there are different types of ovens, different manufacturers. You may check and see if one of those would not be working correctly, but I don't want you to open the door and put your hand on it. What I want you to do is first to take an oven thermometer. And if you don't have one, they're very inexpensive to buy at a hardware store. Many of the grocery stores will sell them so that you can check the accuracy of your temperature within that oven and hang that on one of those racks in there, turn that oven up to 375 or whatever the the normal baking temperature for your products would be, and check that. See when you set it for 375 if it reads the same on that thermometer. If it does not, a couple of things could be occurring. The fact that it heats says that you have power to it and it's working to that level, but you may have one of the two elements. Maybe there's more than that that's not coming on properly. You may also have a bad thermostat, and there are thermostats within these ovens that bring it to temperature and cut it off and on. You may also have something that has gone bad within the control mechanism itself. So I want you to do that first. If you find that the temperature is reading the same, then the issue may well be, if you're like me occasionally, you just wrote the time down wrong, you forgot to set the buzzer, and it's not working right. But obviously, since you've done this at least twice, there's an issue there. Then you want to bring a home appliance person out. This is not something I recommend most people fool with. But you don't need to go buy a new oven. You just need to have a few parts replaced. Right. You can post your questions at KenTheContractor.com, but you can also leave voicemail questions. We've got one of those voicemail questions right now from Frank, who listens to our program on WEEU, and he joins us uh, with his question right now. Here on Ken the Contractor, he's from Lakewood, Pennsylvania. Here's Frank's question. I have a problem. Uh, one of my copper water pipes ruptured, and my neighbor was able to fix it. He's into plumbing, and he passed away last Monday. So when I went to turn on the uh, oil burner, it's the hot heat system, I had no uh, water pressure. I remember him telling me it should be around 10 PSI. And um, I bled some of the pipes, but I still can't get a water pressure on my gauge. Uh, I I was wondering perhaps uh, you would have uh, some advice on what to do. Well, chances are pretty good that there's an additional valve that was turned off. Most systems, whether we're dealing with hot water circulating or even just cold water systems, will have a primary valve where the water enters that pipe, but typically as it branches off, and especially if there's equipment, and I say boiler, for example, hot water heater, heater, there will be secondary valves to that. Now, sometimes there are also valves on the piece of equipment itself that may not be quite as obvious to you. And that's what I want to suggest you do is go through, start with the main supply pipe that was replaced. You know the valve was turned on or you've turned it on at that point. You're still not getting pressure on the line. But trace that pipe all the way up to where it enters the system itself. Again, water heater, boiler, it doesn't matter. It will all be the same for you and others that are experiencing a similar issue. And you may find some small butterfly valves. You may find some things that don't even look quite like a valve. But generally, it will give you an open and closed position and will state that on there. And that's what you want to follow. And give that a try. Hopefully, that will take care of the issue for you. Give us a call back if you have any other questions in that regard. 
You can reach Ken anytime at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. And also feel free to email your questions to our website. That is KenTheContractor.com. KenTheContractor.com. And while you're there, there's a lot of other home improvement information. And one of the other things that we talk about in this show a lot is remember when you're purchasing your products to buy American we want to encourage everybody out there to buy American products. We've certainly made an attempt to do that in, in the last few years with products that I buy. And I will tell you, from cars to lumber to saws, it doesn't make any difference. In the last few years, work pretty diligently to do that. What you're going to find is you move into, whether it's a big box store, your local hardware store, it doesn't matter. If you start looking, you're going to find more and more products made in America because retailers nationwide understand that if they're selling American-made products, many of us, people like me, have a tendency to spend the dollar on that, keep the dollar in the community, keep it in the country, and have it recycled. Once we send these dollars abroad, folks, they rarely come back to help us in our neighborhood again. So look for American-made products. You're going to find labels. Many people are putting little American flags on them. You'll also find a lot of the vendors that have realized that is a market item today, and they're putting that on the shelf. They're actually putting that in their products, made in America. Let's keep doing what we can to help our domestic economy and to help keep our neighbors and ourselves employed. Have a question for Ken? You can reach us anytime at 800-614-2975. That's the contact number. It's 800-614-2975. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Welcome back. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Ken Patterson is Ken the Contractor, and he's here to help you deal with the issues that are important to today's homeowner. Do you have a question about your home inside or out? Well, you can always reach Ken at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or if you want to email Ken a question, you can. Just email it to our website. That's KenTheContractor.com. Also, you can friend us on Facebook at Ken the Contractor and follow us on Twitter at Ken Answers. Time now for this week's edition of One-on-One with Ken the Contractor. Each week, Ken brings you information about products and services from companies and experts that he interviews during his many travels, all to make your life better, provide options, and, of course, to save you money. Joining us now is Jim Edgeworth. Now, Jim is with Bilco. Jim, welcome back to the program. Thanks. been about a year. Yeah, it's been just about a year. We're glad you could be with us today. From time to time, I think not only about the time we spend doing interviews and we see each other at these trade shows, but about the product is I have questions come to me through our website, KenTheContractor.com, and also the phone calls that come into us. I can usually tell the parts of the country based on where the basements are, based on where those active crawl spaces are, because people are saying, how do I resolve a problem with an access, or how do I go about finding something to start with that will take care of it. Now, with that said, I've already opened the door a little bit, no pun intended there, on Bilco, but tell us a little more about Bilco, what they do, and the products you manufacture. In a nutshell, Bilco, uh, since 1926, have been making some form of specialty access doors. Uh, don't think vertical doors like the door in the front room or the front of the house or to the garage from the kitchen. And these are... Uh, Flat doors, uh, roof doors, but we're specifically talking about basement doors on the residential side. Um, and this is direct access to the basement from the outside. Bilco's been doing those since, since 1926. A few innovations along the years. As basements have become more important in the country, people spending more time in their basements, we've also expanded into window well products. Meeting the egress codes and fire escape and rescue codes, uh, we do uh, two versions of that as well. 
the doors and the window wells, or some have referred to them, some people my age, I should say, going back into older homes, they would call them the old shutter or cellar doors. Those were the outside doors. And again, that's what we're talking about here. These are things in and around our homes that if you have them, they just function. And if they function, you're happy. But if you have a water problem, you have an access problem, you have an egress problem under today's codes, Bilco has the answers for you. I want to talk a little bit about some of the new finishes because, as you said, technology constantly allows you to upgrade the performance, the durability, the weather tightness of these, and you have a relatively new powder coat finish on these basement access doors. We do. Just after the we talked last year, we uh, started to offer a factory applied powder coat finish to our size C and B classic doors, which is virtually 80 or 85 percent of the doors people buy from us based on the size and new home construction and so forth. And so uh, with that powder coat, it, it's a durable finish that we apply in the factory. Uh, it's a special order product, and so we package it differently, we protect it differently, and we literally ship it back to the retailer or sometimes right to the consumer to put on themselves or through one of our independent installers. And this is available now in several different colors, too. It's available in four pretty neutral colors. Uh, we have a, a white, a sandstone, a light gray, and even a color that mimics uh, red brick. Um, been very, very popular. Uh, actually exceeded our expectations in the first nine months. We're looking to expand that offering. How does this product directly benefit the consumer? When you buy a, a classic basement door from Bilco in any size or style, it comes with a primed finish from the factory. With that, there's maintenance when the customer gets it to prepare it for a finish coat. They have to be finish coated. So you've got your liquid paint, you've got your primer, you're probably going to have to clean it up, maybe a little bleach and clean the dust and the debris off. And then you need to prime it and paint it. All of that takes time. It takes liquid paint at $50 a gallon. And with the powder coat, the price difference is about equal to or around $150 at retail to get a finished door shipped to you. So it comes with a warranty. It comes with, uh, you know, the support of Bilco and it's just very, very durable. So it it's, adds value to the to the product when the customer gets it home and they don't have to worry about finish painting it. So it's ready to install and then walk away from it. That's the end of it. And yep. no maintenance of having to scrape paint and repaint yep. every three, four, five years. That's exactly right. It, you know, if something falls on it and chips it, you know, the suggestion would be to call Bilco and we'll send you a paint stick. It's a Sherwin-Williams powder coat and so are the paint sticks. So you've got a, a trusted brand and, you know, we usually uh, pass those back to the customer at no charge to take care of it for a reasonable amount of time. You yeah. can't ask for any more yeah. than that. We're speaking with Jim Edgeworth with Bilco today. Jim, basement space has become so valuable. People that may have lived in homes for a number of years and never thought much about it now are saying, we don't want to move, but we need extra space. We can't put the extra bedrooms in. The code officials say we don't meet the egress requirements. You have a solution to that. All of a sudden, basements become very valuable finished space in the home. Tell us about the new window wells that you have for egress. Yeah, we have two lines. The first one is a product we've had since 99 or 2000. It's called Scapewell. It's a really high-end polycarbonate cover and a high-density polyethylene. To bore everybody, it's a blow-molded product, but it's uh, very aesthetically pleasing. It, outside the window, picture a four-foot by four-foot window. Um, the homeowner looks out. There's plenty of light, the ability for fresh air. And these window wells are oversized. They have steps in them that create the, a planter effect, so you could have herbs, you could have flowers, whatever. The reason for them is for the emergency escape and egress code. The, the size is large. It's designed for a firefighter to get in, not necessarily a homeowner to get out, an ancillary benefit perhaps. So we have a really high-end custom version called Scapewell, and then we have a version that uh, competes nicely on, on the price point side with a steel 
well by the name of Stackwell, and it's a modular componentized system. It's one piece and one cover, and they actually, uh, we call it Stackwell, but they actually do overlap. They interlock, create a, uh, a large window well. You can go from one and do a hopper window, or you can go seven or eight feet deep for a full nine-foot buried basement and be very price competitive. And it changes the environment of the home, the basement. It allows for the sleeping room, and when these openings service a basement, that's now saleable square footage, and it actually increases the value of the home. That is a, that's a yeah. huge difference it to is. take a basement that may be valued at half the price of your living square footage and all of a sudden you spend a few dollars because you can create the proper egress. Obviously, you may have to spend the money then to construct the bedroom, but all of a sudden you have value at the same square foot price yeah. that you do upstairs in this home. And that's huge for a very minimal investment. Jim, you have several other aspects of these products and we just don't have time to cover those today. Where do folks go to find out more information about what we've discussed as well as the full product line and options? that Bilco has to offer? You can find everything at uh, www.bilco.com. We've got a real comprehensive website in the residential product section from how to measure, how to finish coat, how to take care of normal maintenance, where you can buy the products. There's dealer links. For those people that think the job is uh, a little beyond the do-it-yourselfer, we have a link to our independent installer network. won't be covered by every market. Um, these are professionals remodeling contractors that happen to install, you know, Bilco products so you can get, a, get it done by them, you know, in, in your home and get an estimate from one of them. And that's really anything uh, else that you need about Bilco. There's an 800 number there. If you have a question you want to talk to a live body, we actually employ them as well. So. That is amazing. It's call. hard to find companies today that have people <laughs> yeah. breathing on the yeah, other end of the phone. It's true. We'll answer. We've been speaking with Jim Edgeworth with Bilco. And, Jim, we appreciate your time today and sharing things that are new regarding your product and how you can help people enjoy their homes better. All right, Ken. Thanks. And don't forget, that's this week's edition of One-on-One with Ken the Contractor, as each week Ken brings you information about products and services from companies and experts he interviews during his travels, all to make your life better, provide options, and save money. And if there's an edition of One-on-One with Ken the Contractor that you missed, you can go to our website, which is kenthecontractor.com, and you'll find a complete listing there of all of Ken's one-on-one interviews. And also, while you're there, there's podcasts of recent programs and a lot of very useful home improvement information all on the web at one source. That's KenTheContractor.com. Our contact number, if you have a question for Ken, is 800-614-2975. Quick break and then back with more right after this. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. You're listening to Ken the Contractor, Ken Patterson. You can reach him anytime at 800-614-2975. That's 800 614 2975. That's a contact number. Let's go to the phone lines right now. Sally joins us. Hi, Sally. You're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Um, been listening to you all talk about uh, how to keep your house airtight for, for money savings. Um, but I think, in a way, I think that's a, a little bit, on the other hand, a little bit overrated as far as all the VOCs and everything in the houses these days and radon potential. And I, I, for one, I just, I'd rather not have my house completely airtight. Maybe I'm thinking wrong and spending too much on heat, but, um, wonder what you thought about that. Well, I will tell you, your thought process tells me you come from the other school, and to some extent, I do, although I'm a builder and I see all the cutting edge technology. When we look at office buildings, we look at our houses today, they are built very tight for energy reasons, and most people don't want to have the air and water issues. But if you happen to recall, and you may not be old enough to recall, but if you happen to recall some uh, issues back in the 70s uh, that affected office buildings around the country, people were getting sick in many of these buildings. 
Yes. And as, as the construction technology changed, what they were finding then is the structures. And this carried through in homes were being built so tightly that there was no natural air, no outside air actually getting into these buildings. There was no air movement. It became stagnant air. And as a result of that, the building codes nationwide changed where a certain percentage of fresh air must be introduced into buildings that are designed and constructed this tight. Now, homes, because of the amount of activity, and most homes have operable windows where many office buildings do not, but homes with operable windows and the activity, people coming and going through doors all, all week long, the, the building codes were not changed to be quite as stringent in terms of fresh air makeup because they recognize all these other avenues of getting air in the house at your option on your time frame as opposed to having a leaky home. And so that would be, I guess, one of the things I would say about this is depending on how you live in your home, if energy is important to you and your operating cost, I would still, as a professional, say I want my home to be very tight but recognize that you do want to introduce fresh air from time to time in that house for those reasons. And, of course, the products you talk about, VOCs and off-gassing and so forth, in newer products, most of the, not most, but many of them are going away because of the green building program, the LEED certified programs and office buildings and homes. So we're going to see less and less of that as an issue. Uh, things like formaldehyde have been taken out of so many products that would stay in these houses. You do raise a very good question. Uh, I would still be concerned about your energy costs, but maybe be a little more conscious about how you introduce fresh air into your home. Okay. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your call. That's uh, thought provocative, I hope, for a lot of our listeners, and uh, they'll give both sides some consideration. Don't forget, you can reach Ken anytime at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. And she does bring up a point that I think more and more people, uh, Ken, are trying to take advantage of in this day and age, and that is to be able to get some fresh air. But you've got two issues that you have to deal with, and talking with most uh Air conditioning contractors, they'll tell you that even if you do get a cool night in the middle of the summer, you don't want to open up those windows because you let all that humidity in, and then the system has to work harder to go ahead and filter it out. But also at this particular time of year, you got all that stuff blowing around in the air that causes problems with allergies and things. A lot of cases, you may be better off during the spring and summer season keeping those windows closed. Yeah, and there, there are at least two schools on that, and you could probably find more, but you, you tend to be, as we were just talking, on one side of that or the other. But the experts would tell you, as you just said, that it works the unit harder to open a window for a night or two and then to close them and try and pull the humidity, not just out of the atmosphere, but the humidity, the moisture that settles in your furniture and your flooring, gets into the drywall. It, it's in places you can't see, but the air conditioning system works diligently to pull that moisture out, and that's part of the cooling process in the home. So think about how you live in your home. Again, as I was saying, that products have changed drastically. I, you can argue both sides of this, but, but I'm one that says I don't want to go out and spend more money on energy costs than I have to spend. And as long as you've got enough activity opening and closing doors, opening windows occasionally, you are bringing fresh air into the home, and that is also equally important. So Think about that. Depends on where you wind up, what side of the fence you're on there as to how much money you're spending on energy. Don't forget, you can always reach Ken at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. One of the things Ken tries to do on this program is keep us up to date with a lot of the different things, uh, technology and things that's out there that can make your life a little easier. And as we've talked about in recent programs, 
the busy season for buying and selling homes is getting ready to come up, and you've got some real estate apps that people can utilize that makes the job a little bit easier because it, it can be a very daunting ta- task, particularly if it's the first time you're attempting to buy a home. Well, I use some of these. I don't use all of them, but I can certainly vouch for those that I do. And one of the things that realtors recognize, and I think all of us do, clearly we're, we're well into the electronic age, and we've got generations that have grown up with the technology today, and that's what they rely on. And even some older folks like me rely on it on a regular basis because it makes life easier and it puts more things at your fingertips right now. According to the National Association of Realtors, 94%, that's 94%, folks, of home buyers between 25 and 44 in age begin their search on the Internet. That tells you how much in tune we are to uh, information being available at our fingertips. We no longer get in the car and drive around. We don't go see a realtor looking for the old books we used to flip through, but we start on the Internet. The National Association of Realtors, which is Realtor.com, has a free mobile app for your iPhone, for Windows 7 phone, and for Android-powered phones that provides anyone instant access to information and pricing on more than 4 million homes for sale across this country. Now, folks, that's one I use from Realtor.com, and uh, that one I've been very pleased with. This is such that you can set it even for a general location that you're in, and as you travel through neighborhoods, it will pop up houses that are for sale, the price, it will reveal pictures that you can sort through inside and out. You can't see the inside in many cases. Do I even want to make an appointment with a realtor to see it? You may say absolutely yes or be able to rule it out simply because of what you're seeing there. It will also allow you to see houses that are set for perhaps an open house on the same day you're going through the neighborhood or an open house the following day if you want to come back and see the inside of that. But I want to tell you about some others that are here as well. Zillow, Z-I-L-L-O-W dot com offers a free app for iPhone and iPad and window and Android phones that yields data on all U.S. homes. Now, Realtor.com typically works in a local region, but Zillow will give you every home across the country. So if you're moving from one location to another, one state to another, this gives you a heads up. You get to see pictures. Maybe you can start tying down some neighborhoods you want to visit with your Realtor as you visit that particular location. Most of these items will also give you a street view through Google Street View, and and that's wonderful. So you can see the neighborhood around you in in terms of what that looks like. Also, some other popular real estate websites like Trulia.com, T-R-U-L-I-A, HotPads.com, BHGExecutive.com, and SmarterAgent.com also provide apps giving you much of the same information. One that's unusual, if you're moving to a location where walking is what you're looking to do, walking to work, walking to your, your restaurants and other events, apps for uh, from WalkScore, that's W-A-L-K-S-C-O-R-E.com, WalkScore, and Urban Spoon, U-R-B-A-N-S-P-O-O-N.com, also help users to see how easy it is to get around by foot in a particular area of interest in a neighborhood if you're moving into a downtown location. So there are plenty of things available to help you make that next move. We've got to take a break. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. 